Act Five of the Maid's Tragedy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Maid's Tragedy, by Francis Beaumont and John Fletcher. Act Five. Scene One. Enter Evadne and a gentleman. Sir, is the king abed? Madam, an hour ago. Give me the key then, and let none be near. Tis the king's pleasure. I understand you, madam, would twere mine. I must not wish good rest unto your ladyship. You talk, you talk. Tis all I dare do, madam, but the king will wake, and then— Saving your imagination, pray good night, sir. A good night be it then, and a long one, madam. I am gone. Exit, gentlemen. The night grows horrible and all about me like my black purpose. Oh, the conscience of a lost virgin! Whither wilt thou pull me? To what things dismal as the depth of hell wilt thou provoke me? Let no woman dare from this hour be disloyal. If her heart be flesh, if she have blood and can fear, "'Tis a daring above that desperate fool's that left his peace and went to sea to fight. "'Tis so many sins an age cannot prevent em, and so great the gods want mercy for. "'Yet I must through em. I have begun a slaughter on my honour, and I must end it there.' She draws the curtain to reveal the king, asleep in his bed. "'He sleeps.' O oh God, why give you peace to this intemperate beast that hath so long transgressed you? I must kill him, and I will do it bravely. The mere joy tells me I merit in it. Yet I must not thus tamely do it as he sleeps. That were to rock him to another world. My vengeance shall take him waking and then lay before him the number of his wrongs and punishments. I'll shape his sins like furies, till I waken his evil angel, his sick conscience, and then I'll strike him dead." She ties his arms to the bed. "'King, by your leave, I dare not trust your strength. Your grace and I must grapple upon even terms no more.' So. If he rail me not from my resolution, as I believe he shall not, I shall fit him. My lord the king? My lord? He sleeps as if he meant to wake no more. My lord? Is he not dead already? Sir, my lord? Who's that? Oh, you sleep soundly, sir. My dear Evadne, I have been dreaming of thee. Come to bed. I am come at length, sir. But how welcome! What pretty new device is this, Evadne? What, do you tie me to you by my love? This is a quaint one. Come, my dear, and kiss me. I'll be thy Mars. To bed, my queen of love. Let us be caught together, that the gods may see and envy our embraces. Stay, sir, stay. You are too hot and I have brought you physic to temper your high veins. Prithee to bed, then, let me take it warm. There thou shalt know the state of my body better. 
I know you have a surfeited foul body, and you must bleed. Bleed? She draws a dagger. Ay, you shall bleed. Lie still, and if the devil your lust will give you leave, repent. This steel comes to redeem the honour that you stole, King, my fair name, which nothing but thy death can answer to the world. How's this, Evadne? I am not she, nor bear I in this breast so much cold spirit to be called a woman. I am a tiger, I am anything that knows not pity. Stir not! If thou dost, I'll take thee unprepared, thy fears upon thee that make thy sins look double, and so send thee, by my revenge I will, to look those torments prepared for such black souls. Thou dost not mean this. Tis impossible. Thou art too sweet and gentle. No, I am not. I am as foul as thou art, and can number as many such hells here. I was once fair, once I was lovely, not a blowing rose more chastely sweet. Till thou, thou, thou foul canker, stir not, didst poison me. I was a world of virtue, till your cursed court, and you, hell bless you for it, with your temptations on temptations, made me give up mine honour. For which, king, I am come to kill thee. No. I am. Thou art not. I prithee speak not these things. Thou art gentle, and wert not meant thus rugged. Peace, and hear me. Stir nothing but your tongue, and that for mercy to those above us, by whose lights I vow, those blessed fires that shot to see our sin. If thy hot soul had substance with thy blood, I would kill that too, which being past my steel my tongue shall reach. Thou art a shameless villain, a thing out of the overcharge of nature, sent like a thick cloud to disperse a plague upon weak-catching women, such a tyrant that for his lust would sell away his subjects, I, all his heaven hereafter. Here, Evadne, thou soul of sweetness, here, I am thy king. Thou art my shame. Lie still, there's none about you within your cries, all promises of safety are but deluding dreams. She stabs him. Thus, thus, thou foul man, thus I begin my vengeance. Hold, Evadne, I do command thee, hold. I do not mean, sir, to part so fairly with you. We must change more of these love tricks yet. What bloody villainy provoked thee to this murder? Thou, thou monster! She stabs him. Oh! Thou kept'st me brave at court, and whored me king, then married me to a young noble gentleman, and whored me still. Evadne, pity me! Hell take me, then! She stabs him. This for my lord Amintor, this for my noble brother, and this stroke for the most wronged of women. Oh, I die. Die all our faults together. I forgive thee. Evadne draws the curtain across the bed, and exits. Enter two gentlemen. Come now, she's gone. Let's enter. The king expects it, and will be angry. Oh, tis a fine wench. We'll have a snap at her one of these nights as she goes from him. Content. 
How quickly he had done with her! I see kings can do no more that way than other mortal people. They draw the curtain, revealing the king's dead body in bed. How fast he is! I cannot hear him breathe. Either the tapers give a feeble light, or he looks very pale. And so he does. Pray heaven he be well. Let's look. Alas! He's stiff, wounded, and dead. Treason! Treason! Run forth and call. Treason! Treason! Exit second gentleman. This will be laid on us. Who can believe a woman could do this? Enter Cleon and Lysippus. How now? Where's the traitor? Fled. Fled away. But there her woeful act lies still. Her act? A woman? Where's the body? There. Farewell, thou worthy man. There were two bonds that tied our loves, a brother and a king, the least of which might fetch a flood of tears. But such the misery of greatness is, they have no time to mourn. Then pardon me. Enter Strato. Sirs, which way went she? Never follow her, for she, alas, was but the instrument. News is now brought in that Melantius has got the fort, and stands upon the wall, and with a loud voice calls those few that pass at this dead time of night, delivering the innocent of this act. Gentlemen, I am your king. We do acknowledge it. I would I were not. Follow all. For this must have a sudden stop. Exeunt. Scene two. Enter Melantius, Diphilus, and Calianax on the walls. If the dull people can believe I am armed, be constant, Diphilus. Now we have time either to bring our banished honours home or create new ones in our ends. I fear not. My spirit lies not in that way. Courage, Calianax. Would I had any, you should quickly know it. Speak to the people. Thou art eloquent. Tis a fine eloquence to come to the gallows. You were born to be my end. The devil take you. Now I must hang for my company. It is strange I should be old, and neither wise nor valiant. Enter King Lysippus, Diagoras, Cleon, Strato, and guards. See where he stands as boldly confident as though he had his full command about him. He looks as if he had the better cause. Sir, under your gracious pardon, let me speak it. Though he be mighty-spirited and forward to all great things, to all things of that danger worse men shake at the telling of, yet certainly I do believe him noble, and this action rather pulled on than sought. His mind was ever as worthy as his hand. Tis my fear, too. Heaven forgive all. Summon him, Lord Cleon. Ho! From the walls there! Worthy Cleon, welcome. We could have wished you here, Lord. You are honest. Aside. Well, thou art as flattering a knave, though I dare not tell thee so. Melantius? Sir? I am sorry that we meet thus. Our old love never required such distance. Pray heaven you have not left yourself and sought this safety more out of fear than honor. You have lost a noble master. 
which your faith, Melantius, some think might have preserved. Yet you know best. Royal young man, whose tears look lovely on thee, had they been shed for a deserving one, they had been lasting monuments. Thy brother, whilst he was good, I called him king, and served him with that strong faith, that most unwearied valour, pulled people from the farthest sun to seek him, and by his friendship I was then his soldier. But since his hot pride drew him to disgrace me, and brand my noble actions with his lust, that never cured dishonour of my sister, base stain of whore, and which is worse, the joy to make it still so, like myself. Thus have I flung him off with my allegiance, and stand here mine own justice, to revenge what I have suffered in him, and this old man, wronged almost to lunacy. Who, I? You draw me in? I had no wrong. I do disclaim ye all. The short is this. Tis no ambition to lift up myself urgeth me thus. I do desire again to be a subject, so I may be freed. If not, I know my strength, and will unbuild this goodly town. Be speedy, and be wise in a reply. To Lysippus. Be sudden, sir, to tie all again. What's done is past recall, and past you to revenge. And there are thousands that wait for such a troubled hour as this. Throw him the blank. Melantius, write in that thy choice. My seal is at it. He throws up a document. It was our honour drew us to this act, not gain, and we will only work our pardon. Put my name in, too. You disclaimed us all but now, Callianax. That's all one. I'll not be hanged hereafter by a trick. I'll have it in. You shall, you shall. Come to the back gate, and we'll call you king and give you up the fort. Away! Away! Exeunt. Scene three. Enter Aspatia, dressed in man's apparel. This is my fatal hour. Heaven may forgive my rash attempt, that causelessly hath laid griefs on me that will never let me rest, and put a woman's heart into my breast. It is more honour for you that I die, for she that can endure the misery that I have on me, and be patient too, may live, and laugh at all that you can do. Enter a servant. God save you, sir. And you, sir, what's your business? With you, sir, now, to do me the office to help me to your lord. What? Would you serve him? I'll do him any service, but to haste, for my affairs are earnest, I desire to speak with him. Sir, because you are in such haste, I would be loath to delay you any longer. You cannot. It shall become you, though, to tell your lord. Sir, he will speak with nobody. This is most strange. Art thou gold-proof? There's for thee. Help me to him. Pray not be angry, sir. I'll do my best. Exit, servant. How stubbornly this fellow answered me! There is a vile, dishonest trick in man, more than in women. All the men I meet appear thus to me, are harsh and rude, and have a subtlety in everything, which love could never know. But we fond women harbour the easiest and smoothest thoughts, and think all shall go so. It is unjust that men and women should be matched together. Enter a mentor and his servant. Where is he? There, my lord. What would you, sir? Please it your lordship to command your man out of the room. 
I shall deliver things worthy your hearing. Leave us. Exit servant. Aside. Oh, that this shape should bury falsehood in it. Now, your will, sir. When you know me, my lord, you needs must guess my business. And I am not hard to know. For till the change of war marked this smooth face with these few blemishes, people would call me my sister's picture, and her mine. In short, I am the brother to the wronged Aspasia. The wronged Aspasia? Would thou wert so too unto the wronged Amintor? Let me kiss that hand of thine in honour that I bear unto the wronged Aspasia. Here I stand that did it. Would he could not, gentle youth, leave me, for there is something in thy looks that calls my sins in a most hideous form into my mind, and I have grief enough without thy help. I would I could with credit. Since I was twelve years old I had not seen my sister till this hour. I now arrived. She sent for me to see her marriage. A woeful one. But they that are above have ends in everything. She used few words, but yet enough to make me understand the baseness of the injury you did her. That little training I have had is war. I may behave myself rudely in peace. I would not, though. I shall not need to tell you I am but young, and you would be loath to lose honour that is not easily gained again. Fairly I mean to deal. The age is strict for single combats, and we shall be stopped if it be published. If you like your sword, use it. If mine appear a better to you, change, for the ground is this, and this the time to end our difference. Charitable youth, if thou beest such, think not I will maintain so strange a wrong, and for thy sister's sake. Know that I could not think that desperate thing I durst not do, yet to enjoy this world I would not see her, for beholding thee I am I know not what. If I have aught that may content thee, take it and be gone. For death is not so terrible as thou, thine eyes shoot guilt into me. Thus she swore thou wouldst behave thyself, and give me words that would fetch tears into mine eyes, and so thou dost indeed. But yet she bade me watch, lest I were cousined, and be sure to fight ere I returned. That must not be with me. For her I'll die directly, but against her will never hazard it. You must be urged. I do not deal uncivilly with those that dare to fight, but such a one as you must be used thus. She strikes him. Prithee, youth, take heed. Thy sister is a thing to me so much above mine honour that I can endure all this. Good gods, a blow I can endure, but stay not, lest thou draw a timely death upon myself. Thou art some prating fellow, one that hath studied out a trick to talk and move soft-hearted people. To be kicked, thus to be kicked. She kicks him. Aside. Why should he be so slow in giving me my death? A man can bear no more and keep his flesh. Forgive me, then. I would endure yet if I could. Now show the spirit thou pretendest, and understand thou hast no hour to live. They fight. Aspasia is wounded and falls to the ground. What dost thou mean? Thou canst not fight. The blows thou makest at me are quite besides, and those I offer at thee thou spreadst thine arms, and takest upon thy breast, alas, defenceless. I have got enough, and my desire. There's no place so fit for me to die as here. Enter Evadne with bloody hands, carrying a knife. Amintor, I am loaded with events that fly to make thee happy. 
I have joys that in a moment can call back thy wrongs, and settle thee in thy free state again. It is Evadne still that follows thee, but not her mischiefs. Thou canst not fool me to believe again, but thou hast looks and things so full of news that I am stayed. Noble Amintor, put off thy amaze, let thine eyes loose and speak. Am I not fair? Looks not Evadne beauteous within these rites now? Were those hours half so lovely in thine eyes when our hands met before the holy man? I was too foul within to look fair then. Since I knew ill, I was not free till now. There is presage of some important thing about thee, which it seems thy tongue hath lost. Thy hands are bloody, and thou hast a knife. In this consists thy happiness and mine. Joy to a mentor, for the king is dead. Those have most power to hurt us that we love. We lay our sleeping lives within their arms. Why, thou hast raised up mischief to this height, and found out one to outname thy other faults. Thou hast no intermission of thy sins, but all thy life is a continual ill. Black is thy colour now, diseased thy nature. Joy to our mentor, thou hast touched a life, the very name of which has power to chain up all my rage and calm my wildest wrongs. Tis done, and since I could not find a way to meet thy love so clear, as through his life I cannot now repent it. Couldst thou procure the gods to speak to me, to bid me love this woman, and forgive? I think I should fall out with them. Behold, here lies a youth whose wounds bleed in my breast, sent by his violent fate to fetch his death from my slow hand. And to augment my woe, you now are present stained with a king's blood violently shed. This keeps night here, and throws an unknown wilderness about me. Oh! 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 No more, pursue me not. Forgive me, then, and take me to thy bed. We may not part. Forbear, be wise, and let my rage go this way. Tis you that I would stay, not it. Take heed, it will return with me. If it must be, I shall not fear to meet it. Take me home. Thou monster of cruelty, forbear. Evadne kneels. For heaven's sake, look more calm. Thine eyes are sharper than thou canst make thy sword. Away, away, thy knees are more to me than violence. I am worse than sick to see knees follow me, for that I must not grant, for heaven's sake, stand. Receive me, then. I dare not stay thy language. In midst of all my anger and my grief, thou dost awake something that troubles me, and says I love thee once. I dare not stay. There is no end of woman's reasoning. He leaves her. Amintor, thou shalt love me once again. Go, I am calm. Farewell, and peace for ever. Evadne, whom thou hatest, will die for thee. She stabs herself. Amintor returns. I have a little humane nature yet that's left for thee, that bids me stay thy hand. Thy hand was welcome, but came too late. Oh, I am lost. The heavy sleep makes haste. She dies. Oh, oh, oh. This earth of mine doth tremble, and I feel a stark affrighted motion in my blood. My soul grows weary of her house, and I all over am a trouble to myself. 
there is some hidden power in these dead things that calls my flesh into em i am cold be resolute and bear em company there's something yet which i am loath to leave there's man enough in me to meet the fears that death can bring and yet would it were done i can find nothing in the whole discourse of death i durst not meet the boldest way yet still betwixt the reason and the act the wrong i to aspatia did stands up i have not such a fault to answer though she may justly arm with scorn and hate of me my soul will part less troubled when i have paid to her in tears my sorrow i will not leave this act unsatisfied if all that's left in me can answer it was it a dream there stands a minter still or i dream still how dost thou speak receive my love and help thy blood climbs up to his old place again there's hope of thy recovery did you not name aspatia i did and talked of tears and sorrow unto her tis true until these happy signs in thee did stay my course twas thither i was going thou art there already and these wounds are hers those threats i brought with me sought not revenge but came to fetch this blessing from thy hand i am aspatia yet dare my soul ever look abroad again i shall live aminter i am well a kind of healthful joy wanders within me the world wants lines to excuse thy loss come let me bear thee to some place of help aminter thou must stay i must rest here my strength begins to disobey my will how dost thou my best soul i would fain live now if i could wouldst thou have loved me then alas all that i am's not worth a hair from thee give me thy hand mine hands grope up and down and cannot find thee i am wondrous sick have i thy hand aminter thou greatest blessing of the world thou hast i do believe thee better than my sense oh i must go farewell she dies she swoons aspatia help for heaven's sake water such as may chain life forever to this frame aspatia speak what no help yet i fool i'll chafe her temples yet there's nothing stirs some hidden power tell her that aminter calls and let her answer me aspatia speak i have heard if there be life but bow the body thus and it will show itself oh she is gone i will not leave her yet since out of justice we must challenge nothing i'll call it mercy if you'll pity me you heavenly powers and lend me some few years the blessed soul to this fair seat again no comfort comes the gods deny me too i'll bow the body once again aspatia the soul is fled forever and i wrong myself so long to lose her company must i talk now here's to be with thee love he stabs himself enter servant this is a great grace to my lord to have the new king come to him i must tell him he is entering he sees the bodies oh heaven help help enter lysippus melantius Calianax, cleon diphilus and strato where's our mentor oh there there how strange is this what should we do here these deaths are such acquainted things with me 
that yet my heart dissolves not. May I stand stiff here forever. Eyes, call up your tears. This is a mentor. Heart, he was my friend. Melt, now it flows. A mentor, give a word to call me to thee. Oh. Melantius calls his friend a mentor. Oh, thy arms are kinder to me than thy tongue. Speak, speak. What? That little word was worth all the sounds that ever I shall hear again. Oh, brother, here lies your sister slain. You lose yourself in sorrow there. Why, Diphilus, it is a thing to laugh at in respect of this. Here was my sister, father, brother, son, all that I had. Speak once again. What youth lies slain there by thee? Tis Aspatia. My senses fade. Let me give up my soul into thy bosom. What's that? What's that? Aspatia? I never did repent the greatness of my heart till now. It will not burst at need. My daughter dead here too. And you have all five new tricks to grieve. But I never knew any but direct crying. I am a prattler, but no more. He draws his sword and makes to stab himself. Hold, brother! Stop him! The courtiers disarm Melantius. Fie! How unmanly was this offer in you! Does this become our strain? I know not what the matter is, but I am grown very kind, and am friends with you. You have given me that among you will kill me quickly. But I'll go home, and live as long as I can. His spirit is but poor, that can be kept from death for want of weapons. Is not my hand a weapon good enough to stop my breath? Or if you tie down those, I vow a mentor, I will never eat or drink or sleep or have to do with that that may preserve life. This I swear to keep. Look to him, though, and bear those bodies in. May this a fair example be to me to rule with temper. For on lustful kings unlooked for sudden deaths from heaven are sent. But cursed is he that is their instrument. Exeunt. End of Act Five. End of The Maid's Tragedy by Francis Beaumont and John Fletcher.